Hello and welcome to the Capel Live Chat, where you get business insights amidst these changing times. I'm Jackie, and with me today are my colleagues Sumit Hello. and Claire. Hi. Welcome, peeps. Thank hey. you. We're going to talk a little bit about building innovation capability. So, uh, let me start the ball rolling by asking you, what is innovation? I'm glad you asked that. So before this recording, I did a Google search. I key in three words, definition of innovation. And guess how many results came out? 100,000? 200,000? 300,000? 400,000? Wow, that's far, far, far from what I found. I found 2 million results on the definition of innovation. So everyone has a different definition of what innovation is. So for the purpose of this recording and our discussion, we would define innovation as change. It's about looking at things and situations differently to find new possibilities, transforming customers' experience. But all this, you know, just not enough. What will happen is all these, you know, new possibilities, transforming experience must add value to your customers. Mm. Must be something that will matter to your customer. Mm. I like that. Something that will matter to your customer. So maybe we can unpack that a little bit. Um, could you say a bit more about creating new possibilities and also transforming customers' experience? So for me personally, one of those new experiences that I personally got to um, try was telemedicine. So I'm a young mom, my son is three and a half years old, and in this COVID situation, we're nervous for him to leave the house. So when he was very sick, we didn't know what to do. And we realised that we had the option of telemedicine. And telemedicine allowed us to virtually um, interface with the doctor, he could diagnose my son over the video, ask questions, uh, see how my son responded. We could do this at 10pm at night. Wow. And within an hour and a half, the medicine arrived by courier. Payment was settled over the, med- over the app. It was so incredible. I think the possibility today are endless in terms of where we could use a virtual function. I think now in terms of interior designing, meeting your real estate agent, meeting your, your uh, insurance agent, everything is now done virtually online. Wow, all this without stepping outside your front door. Quite amazing. Cool. And uh, yeah, what about future or new possibilities? So this pandemic has presented a lot of possibilities to customers, people like us. So Claire talked about transforming experience, right? So one of the key issues during this pandemic is the mental well-being of people. So when you have, you're struggling with mental health issues and stuff like that, it becomes very challenging for you to discuss that with another person. Yeah. It adds actually more anxiety to the person. So understanding the, the fears, the concerns and the needs of these people, organisations have come about to create like chatbots so that they will be able to provide first line of help to people who need you know, attention in, in, in their mental health and to do it anytime, anywhere and anonymously. How engaging are these chatbots though? Yes, I'm sure we've tried a few and you know, they're not so interesting. I've heard about them and actually I tried one recently and it's mm. quite amazing. Firstly, there's a chatbot function which lets you talk to a computer like a human being. But beyond that, I remember in my, in my many years ago when I was a lot younger, I used to like to journal. Now these chatbots come with a journaling function with AI embedded inside. It studies what you write in your chats, it studies what you write in your journals and it can then recommend the right uh, resources for you or the chatbot can respond to you appropriately. How amazing is that? I mean, it's so interesting, right? Because it looks at the lifestyle of the people and then book a solution around it. And that is like really creating new possibilities and transforming the experience as well. 
And, and, and while doing that, it also adds value to people who need help. Wow, so it can even refer helpful resources to you? Yep. Yep, oh, so if you cool. need help, like, you know, what to do, what to say in the area of work, in your personal life, uh, it, it dispenses uh, advice as well. That's quite amazing. This is quite a big innovation though. Mm. You know, all innovations so big. Hmm, that's a good question. So when we think about innovation, we have this idea that innovation has to be big. But sometimes innovation could be small. So I recall this uh, supermarket that I used to go to. It's located at this location where it's frequented by elderly citizens, residents. Uh, so imagine if you have an elderly person, you have to go and do grocery shopping. What would be some of your pain points? I have to bring my reading glasses. <laughs> and sometimes when you forget to do that, what will happen? Oh, I have to ask maybe a, a young person, can you read the label for me? I can't read this. Yeah, exactly. So they understood the pain points of their customers. And what they did was they actually put magnifying glasses oh, along the wow. eyes. Wow, that's so Yeah, helpful. so I don't even have to bring it along with me or search my bag to, to bring out my reading glasses. I will be able to read the fine prints or the product labels on this. Uh, so they just reach out, grab the magnifying glass and have a look. Exactly. So, sorry. Yeah, but this may not be very big to the operations of the supermarket, but certainly it has changed the experience of their customers. Mm, that's amazing. I like that it's also uh, low, low in cost, mm. which makes innovation very accessible to all. Exactly right. Mm, yeah. And so pragmatic. Yeah, so, you know, these are great ideas, but let's say, you know, I'm new to this or I'm, uh, you know, halfway along this uh, innovation journey. How do I actually build that capability that you know you talk about? Well, here in Capel, we really have uh, three different pillars that we look at now to build that capability. First, we look at the right culture and mindset that an organization needs to have such a capability. Then we look at the skill sets in the people. And lastly, the systems and processes that govern the organization. What kind of culture do, do they need? Uh, thank you for that. So, you know when we talk about innovation, it's about ideas. It's about many ideas and to have many ideas, to be, able to be unafraid to share these ideas, you need safety, psychological safety. And so it's really about creating a culture of, of freedom, a culture where you're not afraid to express and share ideas. And it's really about the leadership team in place. The leaders need to set the right example. They need to respond accordingly, respond well to ideas, to failures, to mistakes. So how do I, as a leader, encourage this kind of free flow of ideas. Wow, there are so many different ways you can do it. You can do that by how you respond to people. You can do that through your platforms that you have in place. I think Sulin was sharing with me about how her company did this last time. Mm, so one of my the, the companies I used to work for, uh, the CEO actually chairs innovation meeting on a fortnightly basis. Wow, really yeah, so that's where it, a platform for us to share our ideas to get his buy-in, to get his approval, and also to get his comments on whether we are going on the right track. Mm. But Ford likely is a big commitment. Big commitment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's great. But I can imagine mm. how all this can really help build up a certain culture of an organisation. Mm. So Claire, earlier on you mentioned three things, culture, skills, as well as process. So skills, what do we need? So Claire talked about you know, having um, ideas. Ideas are good and sometimes we need to have many ideas. So innovation is about having a certain level of vulnerability to be able to have failure. But we also can take calculated risks. So how do we minimize that risk? It's about you know, having innovation that are data-driven. 
What does that mean to be data-driven? So it's about understanding the needs of your customers. Right? So it's not just having an idea from nowhere and there's no basis for it. But really have a good ground by understanding how your customers feel, what do they need, what are their pains, what are their gains, and how we could contribute to you know, transforming their experiences or even creating new possibilities to add value to them. Is there any tool that I can use to help me do that? Maybe let's, let's share an experience that we had a work on. So this organisation came to us, they wanted to build an innovation culture. And they specifically told us that they wanted to build an insight-led innovation culture. So what we did was, we actually helped them to look into a knowledge management system. Ah. But that's not the end. It's about how we can use those data to help us make decisions. So how to translate those data into insights. And how to also communicate those insights to spark innovation. Mm. So, so now it's kind of like a funnel. Exactly. Yeah, but now that you have, you know, all these things, all this data inspire you to, to go on an innovation journey, then what's next? So what we also have proposed was uh, a tool, um, which is, you know, design thinking. Ah. So the beauty of design thinking is human-centered. It starts from the needs of your customers. Start by understanding their needs and then start thinking about ideas, brainstorming ideas. And you know, Claire, you have done a lot of brainstorming workshop. Yes. Maybe you could share about some of your experiences. Oh yes, Sumian. Actually, I think what's very critical for a successful brainstorming workshop is about having that psychological safety in a workshop. Recently, we actually uh, uh, conducted one and we noticed that the staff were very quiet. Uh, we are, I think I'm trying to uncover a bit more. I realized that there was some fear based on how their boss had responded to them in the past. So what was so critical was a two-pronged approach. Number one, with the staff, we tried to work with them on how they could present the ideas, how to pitch it. Mm. But with the bosses, we had an co- honest conversation with them on how they should respond to their staff, how they can create that openness and safety so that both parties can come together mm. and really start this innovation journey. Mm. Wonderful, isn't it? Mm. Thank you. Yeah, and there's another um, block that you were talking about, which is the process. Mm. Can you elaborate more on that? Actually, it's really important when you talk about innovation that it's that the culture and the skills are supported by the right systems and processes in an organisation. So when we talk about systems in an organisation, it's really ensuring that there are the right mechanisms to reward this behaviour. And it can be monetary or non-monetary, mm-hmm. but what we really want to do is to celebrate with people whether or not it's successful, the efforts they've made in innovation. And on top of all this, we also want to ensure that people are supported in their journey, whether or not ensuring that there is funding available for them, that there are processes in place to um, fast-track approvals that needed, or whether it's having brainstorming sessions or, or reflection sessions to look back and to learn from your past experiences and improve for the future. Mm-hmm. These are all so critical to be embedded and to be made into part of what your company does on a regular basis, not just ad hoc. Mm-hmm. Wow, these are great ideas uh, that we can all implement. You know, culture, mindset, you know, getting uh, the right environment uh, to generate ideas and experiment, the skills, Hmm. especially to use data to get insights to help our customers and of course processes. Yeah. So, you know, for our listeners who are listening in, maybe you can share uh, one insight or one uh, tip, you know, to people who really want to go on this journey or maybe you could even share what excites you about this Hmm. so I'm glad you talk about journey so innovation is a journey 
It's not a one-off event. Mm. Uh, it has to be a journey that is journeyed with the rest of the organization. So continue to stay on this journey. It may not be a smooth journey, but it's a worthwhile journey. So that means it takes time. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and perseverance. Wow, yes. I think for me, what's very critical is that it's inside-led. Mm. And these insights must come from your customers. So I think what's really powerful about design thinking is that it really walks in the shoes of the users and you get a chance to really hear what they are feeling, what they are thinking, and really what matters to them. Mm. These insights are then so powerful in shaping the right solution like the chatbots or the telemedicine, all these things came from data. Mm. They were inspired by data. Mm. Thank you. And you know what I learned from today is that innovation doesn't have to be big, it could be small. You know, like the magnifying glass at the supermarket. So, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sumin and Claire. Uh, this is Capel uh, Live Chat, and we hope that you have found this uh, conversation beneficial. 